Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Are you ready for the Word of God? Amen. Yes. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Matthew 16, 18. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. In the last Sunday, I was teaching about the characteristic of a local church. And I mentioned that a local church is like a family. Actually, the natural family and the spiritual family or a local church have the parallel pictures of principle. In fact, a local church is compared to also an army, the bride, a field, and a body. But in this teaching series, I want to talk about the church as a family of God. I admit to you that now, after being a Christian for 38, 39 years, I am totally sold out and convinced and persuaded that the best thing we can do in our life is to build a local church in our city and other places in the world. Because I find out that the only institution that will last for eternity is the local church. The church of Jesus Christ, the ecclesia, will last for eternity. It's the institution that's worth to spend time and energy to build. Not only that, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I don't know about you. For me, I love Jesus so much. I'm so glad he took me out of darkness, out of curses, out of sin and bondage. And he gave me new life. And even every single day, after 38 years of being a Christian, I still experience his goodness. So I cannot help except to love him. And because I love him, I want to please him. And I want to please him by obeying what he wants to do or what he say in the Bible. And he say, I want to build my church. And he say, yes, Lord, I'm going to be a part of building your church. At that time, I started this church by obedience and by the motivation of love toward the Lord. But after many years have gone by, now I'm more convinced that the church is so important because I find out that according to the Bible, the church is a place where people can receive everything that God has for them. The church is a place of blessing. People come in and get blessed, get healed, get taught, trained, used by God. The church has everything that meets holistic need of people. But we need to build the right church though, not just in some any goofy church. We need to build the biblical church, the church that is full of the glory of the Lord, the presence of God, and really present the truth of the Bible. So now I am convinced that 
is worth my time and my energy and everything in my life to pour out my life into building the church. Last time we learned the characteristic of the family. The family is a place of commitment. When I married Pastor Da many years ago in early 80, I never intend to divorce her. I want to live with her until death separates us. In the same way, when we gave our life to Jesus, we are the bride, he is the bridegroom. We want to commit our life to him forever, for eternity. It's a commitment. And when we commit our life to Jesus, we commit our life to his body, to the local church. We have only 24 hours a day, only seven days a week. We have limited energy and resources. Therefore, we need to focus. And I focus on my family. I build my family, Pastor Da, and my kids. And out of this family, I can bless other people. I need to focus. One of my, the anesthesiologists say like this in the operating room at Evergreen Hospital. Happy wife, happy life. Two wife, you have no life. Three wife, you work for life. So I decide to have one wife and one family because I don't want to have no life or work for life. I want to retire one day from the medical work. So, in the same way with the church, we need to have a clear family. Where is my family? And in that family, we commit our life there, build it, and out of that family, we can bless the nations together. I don't believe in church hopping. I don't believe in have many, many homes here and there and there. You cannot divide yourself too much. You need to commit your life to one place. That's why the church is about commitment to Jesus and commitment to the church of Jesus Christ. Number two we learned last Sunday is that the church is like a family where people who came in will get trained, taught, and also nourished and, and grow up and being made disciple to grow, to become a disciple. I'm not worried about the size of the church. I, I'm more concerned about my members here are discipled or not? Are they growing or not? Are they moving from glory to glory to become like Christ or not? Because the church is a place of maturing people until they attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. The church is not just a place of giving money and you know, spend money and all kinds of or entertainment, but the church is a place of training, discipleship, Now we're going to go to the third characteristic of the spiritual family. Genesis chapter 2 verse 18, The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. God knows that a person cannot live by himself. He needs help. She needs help. He builds community. He wants people to come together and serve one another, and help one another. A family is a place where people join together and help and support one another. On Friday night, there is a question in my care group. The care group leader asked people to say, what 
is the best food you can cook. And Pastor Dan look at my face and she knows I'm in trouble. <laughs> Because I don't know how to cook. My answer is boiled egg. It's the best food I can cook. I thank God I can cut on people's head and people's body to make money to feed my family. But at the same time, I need help. Pastor Da cook for me. Without Pastor Da, I would have eaten boiled egg every single day. I need help. Psalm chapter 68 verse 6. God sets the lowly in families. He leads forth the prisoner with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. God set family to take care of the lowly. In other words, the, both the natural family and the spiritual family, the church, is a place where people come in and receive care and love, and each member of the family can use their talents, their ability to support and to help each other. So the picture of the local church is the place where people come in and everyone gets involved. Everyone say, use me. I'm good at computer. I'm good at cooking. I'm good at eating. No, I'm, I'm good at drawing picture. I'm good at singing. I'm good at playing drum. Use me. I want to support. I want to put something into this house. I want to take responsibility to serve and to be the blessing to other people. The church is not like a hotel where people come in, sleep, get up, and say bye-bye. It's still dirty everywhere. The bed's still messy, and I'm paying my money, and I'm leaving. The church is not like a restaurant. People come in and eat and then walk away, and people have to clean up the table and wash the dishes. No, the church is a family. We all take some responsibility to look after the house of God or the family of God. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 8 says, If anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So, husband and wife, husband take care of the wife and the kids, the wife take care of the husband and the kids, and the kids get involved in serving, and we take care of each other in the family, our immediate family. The same thing in the church. We are a family. So we should find out what is my calling, what is my gift, what is my passion, what is my talent, What is the grace of God in my life that I can use to be the blessing, to be the helper, to be the comforter, to be the contributor to the church of God? So in my Christian mindset, I came from Buddhism. And after I read the Bible, oh, after I become a Christian, I joined the church. Now, pastor, use me. I want to pull up my sleeve. Use me. What can I do? I can pick up the chair, put the chair away. I can help wash dishes. I can help anything you want. Use me. I remember when I was a brand new believer, I joined a Baptist church in the east side of Thailand. And I never forget, when I walked into that church, I told the American missionary, my name is Dr. Varun. 
Could you please use me? What can I do in this house? And the first thing he say, Could you please translate my teaching from English into Thai for me? I say right away. Yes. After I help translation, many people got saved because they understand the Thai language better than English language. You see, I get involved in translation right away. I serve right away. So when you join a local church, you should get involved in serving, in taking some responsibility in different ministry in the church. We should not be consumer, just be come and consume. We should not come to church for entertainment. Entertain me. No, we're here to build. We are the church builder. We are not the people who get entertained and consumer. In Romans chapter 12, verses 10 to 11, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. How do you serve the Lord? You serve His people. You serve His people. You don't see the Lord. The Lord is in heaven right now. How do you serve the Lord? You serve His body. Is that right? In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10, God is not unjust. He will not forget. Remember this? He will not forget your work and the love you have shown Him. How do you show love to God? As you helped people and continue to help them. When we walk into the church, you say, God, I loved you. God, I honor you. What can I do to bless you? And the Lord said to you, help my people. Serve. In our church here, I'm so proud of members. We have so many volunteers. Volunteers in different things without even paying money. Many churches in the world, to get a worship team up here, you have to pay them money to play drum, to play music. But our church, all the worship team serve free of charge. They use their talents. People in this church, the video team, the children program team, they all volunteer to serve the Lord. They know that God will not forget what they do for the Lord. And what happened after that, God will bless them and bless their family. I want to encourage all of you from now on. We have this biblical mentality. Lord, I want to serve you by serving your people. I'm willing, even little job, just smiling, greeting people at the front door, maybe helping to clean up the floor a little bit, or doing something. Lord, use me. God doesn't care whether you are the preacher or you're just doing something else that doesn't seem to be important in the eyes of God. But if you serve, He sees your willingness. You see your faithfulness. And He will give you rewards when you go to heaven. You participate in building his house in the local church first. That's why I like what the book of Acts says. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. You start to build a local church in your city. And from that church, you can bless many, many places later on. But you need to focus to serve in that local church. I want to encourage all of you to really pray and ask the Lord, what can I do to help brother and sister in the church? Some of you may be good at 
repairing cars. You say, can pastor, can I volunteer my time to help repair the cars for widow who have no money, or maybe some people who don't have money to send the car to the shop? Or you may say, I'm very good at computer. Can you use me for that area in the church? I'm used at IT. Actually, I want to have volunteer. The Lord spoke to me yesterday that we should have a young adult group ministry in the church. We have care groups, but we don't have a clear young adult ministry yet. I want to make sure that all the young people who come to our church have a group of friends here. They may not go to the same care group. That's okay because they live in a different location or they may speak different languages in the church. But at least all the young people can come together and have function together off and on to get more friends in the church. So if you want to help me, come to talk to me. We can have a meeting and we can talk about how we're going to build the young adult ministry in this church. Amen? We can volunteer to do different things in the church. Amen. That is number three. Willing to serve, willing to take responsibility in the house of God. Look at another one. The church is the family. Can you imagine if I live with my wife for years and years, but we never spend time and talk to each other. I never know her that well. She never know me that well. We never spend time. How our relationship going to be? Will be very bad. So in a family, we need to build relationship. We need to get to know each other, talk, communicate. I will come up with a teaching called communication in families very soon. We need to learn how to communicate with one another. Spend time together. The Bible says, if you love me, you love my people. Love is the most important thing in the Bible. So the church is a place of loving relationship. It's not a football stadium that people come in, enjoy some singing, some people appear, and then some preaching, and then boop, disappear. No, the church is a family. We need to build relationship with one another, get to know each other, each other's names, life. We need to meet each other, spend time with one another. The Bible compared the church like a body. The finger is connected to the hand. If the finger gets out without connection, that finger will die and will be useless, and the body will suffer. In the same way, we are the part of the body. We need to stay connected. We need to have close friends in the church. We need to connect to a group of people. It's like finger connects to the hand. Nose, the nose connects to the face. Everyone should have connection in the church. Build relationship. Know people. They know you. You know them. When you're in trouble, they can help you. They can pray for you. They can visit you. When they're in trouble, you can visit them. You can pray for them, comfort them. The church is a place of relationship and fellowship and community. Not like a movie theater that people walk in, watch the movie and disappear and walk out. We need to make a decision. I'm going to get to know people in the church. I'm going to build relationship with a group of people in the church. 
you may not know everybody because our church is not a small side church anymore. But you need to get to know somebody, know their name, know where they are, build a relationship, and that's the reason why we have care groups. And that's why I want to build a young adult ministry so that people will get to know each other and love one another and help each other. In the local church, we need to have relationships and unity. How can we have relationship if we don't spend time? We need to spend time. That's why, you notice one thing? God said, on the Sabbath, now we use the Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. Sunday is a resurrection day. We set aside time to come to church, to honor God, to seek God, and to come to meet each other. We set aside time. Every Friday night, I don't set up surgery. I told my assistant, Friday night, no surgery, period. No surgery on Sunday all day, no surgery. I can do Monday night, I can do Tuesday night if there is a something urgent need, I can do. But not Friday night. I set aside the time on Friday night that I can go to care groups and I can meet people, share with people, listen to testimony, pray for one another and see God answering the prayer. We need to set aside the time to seek the Lord together. If we don't set aside the time, other things going to take our time away. Maybe movie, maybe golf game, maybe TV. We need to say, no, today is Sunday, the Lord's Day. I'm not going to rush out to do something else. After service, I'm going to hang out to talk to people. I'm going to get to know new people. I want to encourage them. This is the day of the Lord. I'm going to give my life to His people, His body. I'm going to spend time with God's people until everyone goes home. I'm not going to rush out and bye-bye. The church is not a movie theater. The church is a family. It's a place of relationship. Set aside the time to go to care group. We have Sunday care group here, that those who cannot come at night because you have to go to bed early. We have Sunday care group. I don't know how often, every other Sunday or something like that. We have lady care group on Thursday at 10 a.m. that all the ladies can come to the ladies' care group if they cannot come in the evening. We have youth group, Indonesian group, Mandarin-speaking group, Spanish-speaking group. We have group, group, group. All these groups are designed for relationship, fellowship. Our God is a God of relationship. How do you show love to Jesus? You show love to Jesus by showing love to His people. In Acts chapter 2, 44 and 46, all the believers were together and had everything in common. This is the model of the book of Acts church. Every day, they continue to meet together. They spend time, they meet in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, ate together with glad and sincere hearts. The early church Christians They met together on a regular basis. They ate together. They worshiped together. They spent time together. And that is the Book of Acts Christians. And I want to bring the Book of Acts to the U.S., to the Western country. We need to really give priority to the kingdom of God. And how you give priority? By giving your time to the brothers 
and sisters, spending time together, praying for one another, encouraging one another. Amen. I hope you will obey the principle in the Bible and practice in your life. Start to do it. On Sunday, try to talk to many people, greet people. Maybe the Lord, Holy Spirit, let you to talk to somebody who is discouraged right now. Pray for that person. Spend time. Get to know people's name. Pray for them. If somebody maybe, for example, maybe the husband is sick. And the wife is so busy working another job. Maybe you say, "Okay, I will help you. I will cook for you. I will bring food to you on Monday to help you." We need to find out what's going on so we can bless one another. We need to help each other in the church. It's a big community. The church is a community. It's not just a football stadium. Acts chapter four, verse thirty-two. All the believers were one in heart. Wow, they're so united. They love one another and mind. No one claims that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. You can see here the relationship in the early church. They know each other. They are one in mind. They are one in heart, and they love one another. They help each other financially. The church is the place of love. People help one another. Let me share one more thing, and then continue next Sunday. Number five, the church is a place of commitment. The church is a place that people come and help each other, serve one another. The church is a place of relationship. The church is a place of training and teaching, and discipleship. Number five, the church is a family, the place of good example. Good example. I'm so glad that. I think more than 99% of the children in this house, all these almost 30 years, no one backslide. We have, I think, less than 1% backslide in this church. Do you know the reason why? Even though I love to lay hand and move in the fire, move in the power, I love to preach. I love to make disciple, but the Lord told me from the first day I start the church, He said, "My church is a family. The church is where your kids come and they love to come, because they don't come for, here for religion. They came here to meet their uncle and auntie and their brother and sister, and they see good example of the adult in the church. The church is a place of good example." They need to see good example. How I treat my wife, how I posture myself, how I communicate, how I treat my family, how I spend my time and my money, how I worship the Lord. Every Sunday I come, I worship the Lord fully. You know why? Not only that I love to worship, because I want the spiritual children in this church to see that. Hey, even this neurosurgeon, he's 65 years old. He's still dancing. He's still jumping up and down because I love God. They need to see example. I don't hide in the room out there in the worship time and waiting and drinking coffee, waiting to come to the pulpit and preach, and then boop, bye bye, go out into another room. No, I am here as your father. I need to be example to people. I need to show you that I love God. 
I love to worship God. I'm serious about the Word of God. I'm serious about the Holy Spirit. I'm serious about holiness. I'm a good husband. I'm a good daddy. See me, Chad. You see me as a good daddy. Two Chad sitting there. <laughs> This Chad and that Chad. You see me, and I'm a good husband. I'm not a goofy husband. The same thing, woman. See, Pasada, a very godly wife. You need example. This is not an entertainment place to please all the kids. No, the kids need to grow up. Amen. Amen. You like it? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We need to please the Lord, not please people. Amen. Colossians chapter three, verse twenty. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Let me read a few scripture and I conclude. First Peter five two to three: Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not greedy for money, but eager to serve. Not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. Leaders in the church must be example, good, godly example to the young people, young husband, young kids, young marriage couple. We need to be good example to one another. The society in America need good example, kind. Loving, righteous leadership, not goofy leadership. Amen. You need to see good example, but at the same time, all the members should practice this. First Thessalonians five twelve to thirteen. Now we ask you, brother, to respect those who work hard among you, who are over you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard, in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. Leaders need to set good example. Parents set good example to younger kids in the church. If you are parents in the church, not only you follow my example, you need to set good example to the young people. That's why we have very small percentage of backsliding in the church, because the kids in the church see with their own eyes. My parents are not the hypocrites. My parents are not goofy. They are not just Christian on Sunday. But after that, at home, they slap on each other and they yell at each other. No, you need to see example at home too. Amen. They will know God is real, not goofy. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17: Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so their work will be a joy, not a burden. And that would be of no advantage to you, my dear brothers and sisters. This is the way of the family. Parents set good example to the kids. The kids obey the parents, seek good example, and follow their good footstep. The church the same way. The church is a family. I'm not here as a preacher. I'm here as a father. Pastor dies here not as a preacher; she's here as a mother. We set good example to you. We love you. We care for you. We want the best for your life. And you, at the same time, listen to leadership and 
follow biblical principle. I believe if you can do all these things, I have two more things to go next Sunday. If you can do all these things, your kids will never backslide, and your spiritual walk will be very healthy, and the Lord will be honored by you. Your life will be so full of His presence and His blessing, because you follow the biblical blueprint, the principle in the Bible here. I want to build the church that way. I want to build the church the way God wants. I tell you, I'm not here to please any man. I'm here to please God. I'm not going to compromise to please any person. I'm going to follow the Bible. You know why? If I do that, I protect you. I don't want any demon to come in to this church. That's why we have rare sickness in this church. We never have any cancer in this church for years. I'm talking about members. No cancer. We don't have anybody here lose money to be on the street if they are committed members, because you are under spiritual protection. And I'm serious about holiness and reality of Christianity. I'm not going to play around. If people don't like me, leave the church. Fine, but I gonna protect the children of God. I tell you my heart. Many times my flesh tell me, preach diluted to please the guests, seeker sensitive. Please the guests so that they can join your church. I think that way, and the Lord corrected me. He say, he asked me this question: What is your first responsibility? Hmm. Good question. Then I answer. My first responsibility is to take care of your sheep. You send them to me under my care, under my authority. So that's my first responsibility. And the Lord answered me back. So what you should do to my sheep? Oh, okay. I need to teach them the truth, and I need to be right to protect them. If guests who are clever enough, smart enough, see this kind of pastor, they will like this church. Because they know that the pastor is going to protect them, but if they're here for other reasons, for woman, for money, for business, they will not like me, because I'm strong. I'm not playing around. So we're going to have only people with good heart here. People who would come with the bad agenda cannot stay around me. Amen. I need to protect God's people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us how to build a spiritual family in every part of the world. We have your Bible, Lord, as our blueprint. We're gonna follow what Jesus said, what Paul said, what Peter said. By the inspiration of the Spirit of God, we are not gonna. Walk away from the word of God. This is our standard, Lord, and we will be led by the Spirit. May your church here be so full of the glory of God, the truth of God. The enemy cannot step into this house to destroy God's people, whether accident, sickness, disease. Cursing, 
We are under your protection because we obey you. The pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire are with us. We will also enter the promised land together, Lord. I pray, Father, no kids in this church shall backslide. They shall know you personally, touched by you, experience you. They will fear you, love you. They will not play game with sin. They will live a life for the kingdom of God. Help all the parents, all the adults in this church, to set good example to one another, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, Amen, Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you don't know Jesus Christ, I would like to encourage you to receive Jesus into your heart. Very simple. Just pray with me. Simple prayer. I'm a sinner. I need your forgiveness. I repent of my sin. Jesus, come into my life. If you want to make sure you are born again, pray with me. Father in heaven, I admit, Lord, I am a sinner. I repent of my sin. I yield to you. You send your Son, Jesus Christ, to pay the price for me, to die for me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Help me, Lord, to walk with you and to serve you from today on. Lord Jesus is my God and my Savior. I call myself a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am a Christian. My name. Is recorded in the book of life of the Lamb. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to do one thing quickly. You know, I totally believe in. The subject of repentance. A lot of time we get into trouble because we don't repent. And you know that sickness come from unrepentance. Sickness come from unforgiveness. When we don't forgive, we can be sick. So I want to really ask people who, if you know that you are sinning something. You are doing something wrong. Maybe you don't forgive your parents. You don't forgive your ex-boyfriend, or you still have some bad attitudes, and you know God is dealing with you. I think it's good to repent together, and we can pray. I will pray with you, pray for you, that the Lord will give you a breakthrough. If you are those people, if you are not, then if you are so holy, you never have to repent. That's okay. If you think that you need to repent, come out here and we're gonna pray of repentance together. 
I do this by the leading of the Holy Spirit. You come and you talk to God. Close your eyes. Confess your sin to the Lord. Whatever the Holy Spirit show you, ask the Lord to forgive you. Repent of your sin. Seriously, this is not a game. Tell him, "I'm sorry, Lord. I have sinned against you. People hurt me. I still hold grudges against them. Oh Lord, you asked me to do something, but I rebel." I don't want to obey you, Lord. I still keep procrastinating what you call me to do. Oh Lord, I have a bad attitude. Forgive me, Lord, of my bad attitudes. Forgive me. Cleanse me. By your blood, talk to God right now. Confess. Some of you have been abused by your parents. They did not treat you well. You have lost confidence. You feel like you are not worthy. You are not important. Ask God to forgive you. Believe that you are important in the eyes of God. God has the best plan for your life. Ask Him to heal your heart of lack of self-confidence, unworthiness. You are worthy in the eyes of God. Self-condemnation is not good. You are forgiven. You are precious in the eyes of God. You are valuable. Jesus paid a price for you. He shed His blood for you. Come out from low self-esteem. Lord, I'm sorry. I have a low self-esteem in my life. Forgive me, O oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Some of you may be addicted to cigarette, addicted to alcohol, to computer games. You spend more time on computer games, more than the Bible, more than praying time. You say, "God, I'm sorry. I like my computer game more than you. Forgive me, O oh Lord." Some of you have the critical spirit. You criticize. You judge. People, 
When you look at people, you judge them. You put them down. You look down on them. You always find fault with your eyes. I don't like this. I don't like that. The Bible says, "Judge not, so that you shall not be judged." Ask God for forgiveness. I'm not going to be judgmental people anymore. I'm going to love people. I'm going to look at people from the positive side, positive angle. I will encourage people. I will not judge anybody. I love people. Help me, O oh Lord. Set me free from the judgmental spirit. Ask God for to forgive you. Cleanse you by His blood. Some of you have idols in your life. Your idol can be golfing, can be computer. Some of you have been bowed by some program in the computer, not a good one. You say, "God, set me free. I want to love you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my spirit." I will not love those things anymore. I will not love the world. You are my God. Confess and repent. Speak with me to the Lord, Father in heaven. Thank you so much. For forgiving me, I came to the altar with a repentant heart. I know, Lord, repentance is a gift from You. Repentance get me out from calamity. Oh Lord, as You forgave the people in Nineveh. And they were saved from calamity. You forgive me too. I repent of all of my sins. I'm sorry. I have a godly sorrow that I have done wrong against you and against somebody with my words, my attitudes. My action, Lord, forgive me. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I am free now. Set me free from the bondage of sin. Make me become more like Jesus. Your righteousness come upon me. Oh Lord, oh Lord, sanctify me, make me holy, give me a new heart, pure heart, steadfast heart, loving heart, 
a heart of faith and obedience. Take out the stony heart, Lord, out of me. From today on, I will be your obedient child. I submit to you. I declare, the world system is not my God. Satan is not my God. Money is not my God. Jehovah is my God. Yeshua Hamakshik. Christ Jesus is my God. I declare from today on. I serve you, Lord. I will not serve the world. I will not serve the devil. I will serve you. In Yeshua name. Hallelujah. How many people believe God forgives you? How many people believe you start a new life? Amen. Hallelujah. Father, I pray, Lord. The blessing of Abraham will go down into their life and go down into the thousand generations behind them. Oh, Father, supernatural breakthrough happen in their physical body, in their finances, in their family, in their children, grandchildren. In their work, in their daily life, your favor go with them. Your grace follow them everywhere. They shall be the head, not the tail. They shall be above, not beneath. They shall be blessed, and the nations will call them blessed, Father. Supernatural provision of God shall be upon their life. Bless them indeed. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many people believe God forgive you? It's simple. Christianity is simple. Repent, forgive, receive by faith. God bless you. How many people believe you're gonna go to the next level? In your life, don't stay the same way. God gonna lead you to next next level. Have faith, amen? amen. Hallelujah! How many people are sick in this room? Okay, raise your hand. We're gonna claim healing right now together. Father, I don't care what sickness they have in their body. That sickness does not belong to them. Does not. Belong to the child of God. Therefore, we come in agreement right now. Everyone agree with me? We come in agreement that healing is a part of salvation, and healing belongs to the child of God. So now, we receive this inheritance, the healing of God in our body. In our mind, we declare by the stripe of Jesus Christ. I don't care what sickness 
they are healed by the grace of God and we receive this healing this salvation by faith no sickness in this church get out of here if this sickness come from demons you have to leave them right now get out of this building right now in the name of Yeshua Hamachuk now we declare healing and the doctors will be surprised thank you Lord in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ Amen ha 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 ho 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 ha 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 <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Do you believe God is doing something? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Turn to the next person. Person next to you, you are forgiven. God loves you. You are forgiven. God bless you. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Friends.
Lord.